Luke chapter 8. Praise God. I don't know what you guys have done to me. I just feel like, I feel like just appreciating you guys, you know. As you continue. Should I, we should go into the world, Abby. We should leave those things, Abby. All right, let's go straight. All right, Luke chapter 8. Pastor, you guys in church, Emmanuel, you guys in church. Amen. So, so today I just want to talk to you about, about just share one or two wisdom as regards um, leading a sponsored life. Leading a sponsored life. How many of you like your life to be sponsored? <laughs> so today I want to quickly in the next 40 minutes tell you how to definitely lead a sponsored life. It's possible to lead a sponsored life. And I'm going to show you the man who stresslessly led a sponsored life. His name is Jesus Christ. And um, we're going to have insight into his life and also learn and see the possibility of leading a sponsored life. Amen. What's a sponsored life? A sponsored life is a life that is paid for. Right? A life that is what? That is paid for. When I mean paid, I'm, I'm talking money, people, whatever you need in that life, resources is paid for. Do you want that, that kind of a life? And do you know you are meant to lead that kind of a life? So we'll talk about leading a sponsored life. Can you ask, you know, that brother looks like someone who sponsors people. Can you ask him? So look at somebody and say, do you want to be sponsored? Amen. You know, Toby definitely looks like someone that is completely sponsored. She looks sponsored. And I've been suspecting sponsorship. I've been, I'm suspecting sponsorship. I need to... She needs to introduce me to her sponsors. You can't be like this and say you don't have a sponsor. That's, that, that's, a, that's a rumor. Amen. So we'll be talking about leading a sponsored life. Your life should be sponsored. The Bible speaks about Jesus. He grew, you know, in spirit, heart, stature, and eventually had favor with God and with men. Amen. So, so you should lead a sponsored life. And it is possible. And the things I'm telling you this morning are very possible. And until you count them possible, you might not experience them in your life. But I'm telling you guys that if not all of you, I'm hoping it's all of you, but most of you will learn the art and perfect the art of leading a sponsored life. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Don't let our guest minister be afraid. <laughs> the just are seeing you. <laughs> Please, this, these are the people you are ready to bounce. How can you chase? How can you remove this one and put this one here? These socials are not inspired. How can you Who removed the Lola there and put this one? See, Lola Day, you remove Lola Day, you know. <laughs> so, this is the next day. <laughs> I said this is a reserve seat. This is the best we now reserve it for. 
This guy is sponsoring his way to the front. <laughs> Luke chapter 8. All right. So let's go. Let's, let's just look at leading a sponsored life. I like, I like this topic. I like it. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village. Somebody say every city and village. Every city and village. How, how do you go to every city and village? It takes a lot of sponsorship. Huh? Am I correct? It takes a lot of resources to go to where? Every city and village. You know, sometimes I look at how the apostles and our Lord Jesus Christ do life. And they do very strange things. They do impossible things. And that's why we can't conclude yet. We haven't done anything that is... Yes, we have, but there's still more... Are you together with me? We haven't done what CNN will have to investigate. Or, you understand? We haven't done something. So we have to continue pressing into the depths of God till we keep breaking into stuff. Are you together with me? How do you go to every, every village and every, every what? city and village? Because that's his purpose that's his calling. You see the apostle talking about, I finished my course. I finished my race. I fought the good fight of faith. Peter was saying, I'm done. I'm about living. Like, how do you get done? How do you, how do you complete what, you know what I'm talking about? Phew. For me, th- these are my own mentors, you know, and, and they excite me and they, they not only excite me, they challenge me. These are my mentors when I look at the type of life they led and and the possibility that they have released for us. He went to, so it means that I can go to every city that God will have me go. Huh? And I, I, I want to register possibility in my spirit more than I register limitation. A lot of us have limitation a sense of limitation is more registered than a sense of possibility. Some of you, the way your brain thinks, your brain thinks in why it cannot work. Whereas your brain should think in how definitely it will work. Did you get my point? How should your brain think? How definitely what? It will work. Your, your experience of whether it works or doesn't work has nothing to do with the facts. It has everything to do with your thought process. Are you together with me? Am I making sense here now? So, so it's possible you lead a life that is complete, full, and rich. You get my point now? Are you going to lead a life that is complete, full, and rich? I can't hear you. Yes, is that the kind of life you are going to lead? And, it's, and you're going to do that regardless of the limitations. Are you together with me? Who is thinking like that? Who is embracing that energy and saying there will be nothing left undone? Huh? There will be nothing left undone. And there is nothing capable of stopping me because the life is sponsored. Can you say the life is sponsored? Sponsored. Sponsored. Glory be to God. 
Let somebody shout hallelujah. So he went to every city and village preaching the preaching and bringing. Let me first read the two verses, then we'll come back. Preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. And certain women who had, who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom he had come seven demons. And Joanna, the wife of Shusa, Aaron Stewards, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. So go back to verse 1. So we see the story of he went to every village and the Bible found it necessary to catalog those who were with him. Are you together with me? The two basic catalogs is the catalog of the twelve. Amen. It says, and the twelve were with him, comma. What's the next verse? And Praise God. Somebody say the 12. I can't hear you say the 12. It says the 12 were with him. He put a comma. Then he now spoke about certain women. Then he now mentioned their names, their position in the society. Are you with me? Then he now said that this particular women, what did they do for him? They provided for him from their substance. So we see two categories of people, the 12, and then the women who provided for him. Of course, the Bible is telling telling us that this, the 12, most times did not, one couple did not come out from their pocket. Are you together? (laughs) They don't have cash. Amen. They don't have money. So two classes of people. The twelve and and the women that provided for him. Praise God. Not just a twelve, but they were what? The twelve. It is was this is a complete aggregation or a complete number of those Jesus was meant to do life with. Are you together with me? His resource of 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 covenant men. The resource of men was complete. Are you together with me? And I pray for you that every man that is ordained to be joined with you in the fulfillment of your destiny, that they shall be joined with you. You see, it is, this is very important. Because when he was talking about him going to every city, and every village, the Bible found it necessary to now tell us the company of people that were with him. It means that for you to be able to go to every city, for you to be able to go to every village, it will not be possible except two classes of people are available in your life. The class of those with which you are meant to do destiny, one, the resource of men, and the class of those who's going to bring the forms. Are you together with me? You need those two people. You need those two people. And I'm telling you the truth, there's even those two people also have their spiritual representation. Sometimes they can even come. Sometimes the angelic also provides these things for us. But that's another topic. And this this is prayer point. When you get home, this is 
You know that MFM prayer point where they talk about epas of destiny. <laughs> Don't mock it. Don't say what is epas of destiny. The Holy Ghost is my epa. <laughs> <laughs> That prayer point called Epas of Destiny. Oh Lord, my Epas of Destiny. Let them come to me now. Epas, Epas. You see, hey, don't play, don't joke with it. Don't, don't, don't joke with it. You will be needing men. Are you together with me? And you will be needing the ones that have entered into a realm or that represent a realm called the Twelve. Are you together with me? <laughs> you see, this one said, will be at their place of work. Fantastic job. And you will say, follow me. And they will drop work. Because some of them were tax collectors who had fantastic job. But Jesus Christ said, follow me. And the guy resigned. It must be somebody who the Spirit of God has touched his heart. You need people who the Spirit has touched their heart. The person whose the spirit has touched their heart is committed to you. The person who the spirit has not touched his heart, <laughs> that person will drag you or you will drag the person, one of the two. You remember, are you listening to me? You remember Jesus telling disciples, you go to a man's house, you are going to see a donkey. Go and untie the donkey. And when the man asks you, why are you untying the donkey? Tell him that the master has need of him. And they will say, oh yeah, take it. <laughs> Alright. If it's that easy, just go there and go and check somebody's car and knock and ask for the key. And they say, what do you want to use? And say, Pastor Zach wants to use it. <laughs> you will now know that uh, there are different levels to beat him. Are you getting the point? So you can understand that the Lord has touched that one's heart. What if, what if the people surrounding you are those who God has touched their heart? Some people are even married to people who God has not touched their heart. Even in marriage. Your husband, God has not even touched your husband's heart. <laughs> or imagine a wife who God has not touched their heart. A wife that does not follow you. Don't marry a woman that does not follow you. If you are going somewhere. If you are not going somewhere, you can marry her. I'm serious. I'm serious. Don't marry, if you are going somewhere, don't marry a woman that is not what? That is not following you. A woman that, that does not take joy in finding out what next you want to do. Don't do. A woman is equal to a man, but a husband is the leader of his wife. You get the point now? I will stay like three minutes here because somebody has a problem here. I need to sit. (laughs) 
The beauty of a woman fades and sometimes gets better. What determines it in your own eyes is her followership of you. I don't know if that English is correct. If she follows you, she gets more beautiful in your eyes. If she doesn't follow you, she won't be beautiful in your eyes. And that's crisis for you. Not for her, that's crisis for you. And the deception, sometimes there's a deception in dating. Because when you are dating, you, you assume that you don't need her to follow you. That um, will work it out. But when you get married, you find out that you really want her to follow you. What are, Zach, what do you mean? What do you mean? Follow, where are we going to that a woman is following a man? It's just a state of a humble heart that understands that this person provides leadership and has enough trust that God gave. It's God that puts the trust here. Just have enough trust that we can, I can do life basically and primarily under this man's, um, what's the word? Leadership. And so also as a woman, you have no business with a man that that it doesn't excite you to follow. You are not excited following him. You have no business with a man. You have no business with a man that is not inspiring you. You get the point now. That's not what inspiring you. Now, if you're already if you're already in business with that man, is I'm not talking to you. I have a different message for you. This is not... If you're already with that man, there's a different message. The message I'll tell you is that, why are you not inspired? Why? That's the message for you who are already married. You have to be inspired. By... Uh, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. But I'm talking about somebody who... Mm, Who is just planning to get married? You need a man that what? That inspires you. You are inspired. You get the point now. Inspired. That amazes you. You get the point now. That you are a fan of his life. You are just a fan. You get the point now. You need that. You don't have to marry a man that you can easily take, get out. Get out, be going your way, I go my way. No. A man that you count to be, you count a privilege. You get the point now. To be married to, to him. You are, you count it a privilege. Kai, Father, I thank you. You need that because that is going to be a needed posture for the journey of life. You need that energy to do life. Because this man will receive more visions from God. The visions will be clearer. And sometimes the, mar- the marriage can take a direction that 
you never imagined would take because of what God can lead your husband to be doing. Are you together with me? But if you have built an economy of trust, you know, then it's easier for you to, to follow. Praise God. So, so men, you need to do life with women and the ladies, those who are not married, who, not, who are, not, just, not just who are in love with you, because a woman can be in love with you, but she's not following you. There are two different things. She can just be emotionally in love with you. You get the point now. But in her heart, she doesn't see you as one that she's ordained to follow. Like, Yoruba calls it Adiorimi. You know that, that thing? It's a very valid statement. I don't know why all of you are looking morose. I don't know. <laughs> Let me go back to Luke chapter 8. I don't know if you have gone to toast somebody that is not following you. <laughs> I don't know how I The truth is you have entered. I can't lie to you. I'm going to ask those who entered. They used to beat them when they entered that one. So, so don't. <laughs> fine girl. Fine. The girl is fine. She'll be like number six in your agenda. I'm telling you the truth. Number six, because with the right amount of money and, and when the person understands the fashion that fits, because some people are not ugly, they just don't know the fashion that fits them. You understand? The clothes they are wearing for now is not their own. It's not the one they should be wearing. If she gets the right fashion, get the right amount of funds, everybody is, is fine because God made us. Amen. And so, it's just that you have not entered you never key. You get the point. But I'm telling you the truth. Beauty and all those things, the Bible says that beauty is, is vain. As important as, as it is, flies off. Not that it's not there, but it's not priority. You, you, don't, you don't want to understand. You don't want to experience to be a husband that is not followed. It's, an, it's something you don't want to experience. You see, because it invalidates, it invalidates the fact that you are a man. You'll be asking, you'll be looking at the mirror. You get the point now. So you don't, you, you don't want to try that. And the, and the battles of life are follow come. You don't want to add to it. You, you understand? There are battles in life. You don't want to add to it. So you need to prepare your life reducing battles. Especially the battle of that level of matter. It's too found, it's too core a matter for you to have a battle in it. You understand the point? Most likely you will not know peace. You get the point now. If you have a bad job, you can get out of that job. If you have if you paid for a bad house, after one year you go and collect on that house. What? But it's good though. It's good though. If you marry a woman out of love, it's very good. Your your speed of perfection growing in Christ. I'm telling you, that's the beautiful thing about it. You'll just be growing cry because you'll be walking in love. I, I, I forgot this point. I'm telling you the truth. You can, you can make that decision for this singular point because the Spirit of God will keep encouraging you and keep... And I'm telling you the truth. As the process of love will one day break her. And that would have matured you. And so, you can do that for the sake of your spiritual <laughs> maturity. I'm telling you the truth. 
I'm telling you, Luke chapter 8. So you have to, you have to marry somebody who is grateful to God. Both partners must feel that way. That I, I thank God that it's you that I married. Not that there is, not that we shall marry. It shouldn't be like this level. Like you should see the person you want to marry. Like wow, not because not because the person not because the person has a lot of money or the person is so handsome, but there's just the beauty in the person's heart that captivates you, and it has to go both ways. So we talk about the twelve, right? The twelve. That's the resource of men. And then what brings you to this level of life is what Jesus Christ said when he said that, when the Bible said that he went preaching in every city and in every village the glad tidings of what? The kingdom of God. Neymar, are you getting the point now? What did he go and preach? The glad tidings of what? Of the kingdom. So his preaching had had a, a, a pivot. The pivot, the core of his preaching was what? The kingdom. That is what God sponsors. That's what God sponsors. When you make the kingdom your priority, then God begins to introduce the rule of sponsorship into your life. Are you getting the point now? There is a connection between sponsorship and agenda. Eh? Sponsorship and what? You see, it's you who is being sponsored. You have an assumption that sponsorship is inched only on kindness. But sponsorships are not inched only on kindness. They are fruits of what? Agenda. You have an assumption that the reason why there's a lot of sponsorship coming from the West to Africa is just kindness. No, it's not only kindness. It's agenda-driven. Because if we are still going to be in control of Africa, then we need to brainwash their leaders. Now, it's not negative. I'm not, I'm not saying... What, what do I mean by brainwash? We need to give them our education. You get the point now. So the average Nigerian African literate uh, is still expressing his literacy under the shadow of the Western mindset. Are you getting my point now? He thinks like a white man and the hope he has for Nigeria is to make Nigeria like a white man's nation. You get my point now? And so they get our most, our most brilliant minds I'm out with you. And then they, they sponsor them so that they can keep control. It, it, it's the same thing that happened in the days of Daniel when the children of Israel were kidnapped. They picked their best. And then what was the plan? Let's now train them, right? Uh-uh. It's where? Oh, for our notice. Maybe they distract me like that. <laughs> Let's train them. They pick them. Let's train them. 
and let them understand the ways of the Chaldeans, right? So sponsorship is is what agenda driven. Who's our most? Who's the most brilliant young woman in Nigeria? We don't know, but if you if you hear most brilliant young woman, who or one of the most brilliant young women in Nigeria, who comes to your mind? Eki. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I agree. Eki is Eki is fantastic. But Eni is just trying to mess my message up now. <laughs> Now, now, who, 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 who would the world see as one of the most brilliant young women? Chimamanda. But you know, she doesn't only represent brilliance; she also represents one of the ambassadors of the Western culture. Are you together with me? So you can't take in Chimamanda and throw away feminism. Are you together with me? So agendas are usually always. Rather, sponsorship is always what? Agenda-driven. Only a fool sponsors without an agenda. A foolish person. It's not kind. It's not, it's not no strings attached. Which strings are not attached? The strings attached. God's sponsorship also is also agenda-driven. And what's the agenda? The kingdom. The kingdom. So, the more sold out you are to the kingdom, the more access you have to their resources. Am I preaching here? You, all of us have to make that decision. May, may the spirit of God work it in us. Where we are sold out to the kingdom. Huh? So that you can tap into the resources. You see, when you have entered the kingdom, when you are sold out to the kingdom, you become heaven's child, heaven's project. If you have never met one, I am, I am one. Praise God. I told you, I started speaking good English even after I gave my life to Christ. It wasn't. It didn't, it didn't come like that. Everything I have or I own, spiritually, naturally, people-wise, if I was not uh, committed to the kingdom, I can never be here. Yesterday, my wife was telling me and said, we had a very honorable guest. A family came to visit us. Very honorable family. A family we really respect. The dad, the mom, and the kids. Now my wife was, was saying, Kuli, I want to thank you for, for giving me the privilege of hosting these people. And this was her point. She said, these are people who I saw as idols while growing up as a teenager. I never even thought of the possibility that I would have them in my house hosting them. And she said, let's not deceive ourselves. The only reason why we are hosting them is because of of you are a servant of God. You get the point now. I wouldn't have had the access to those people if I was not given to the kingdom. And any access you have to things that is not God given is going to destroy you. Because I told you his agenda. If God has an agenda, the enemy has an agenda. 
So if the enemy gives you anything, he's going to what? Destroy. You see, people have an assumption that money is the most important thing. And I'm not trying to be some motivational speaker who wants to speak down on money. But you don't get the point. That, (laughs) go and ask those who are very wealthy. There are things that they are looking for that money cannot give. And there are things that are deteriorating in their lives because they have money. When the enemy bless you, you will destroy yourself with that blessing. You think, you see, you see, you think you want money. Some of you, if 10 billion hits your account. Now you think those young boys who have, who have um, three children, four children from different, from different women, and those guys doing cocaine and all of that, do you think they are okay? No, no, not, not, I mean, do you think they think they are okay? No, they don't think so. They don't, they are not happy at the kind of life they are leading. Even though they don't have capacity to stop it. And that's why the people that the Satan is using to deceive you and say, Kai, see young boy, or, uh, see young boy, don't get this, don't get that. Those people are looking at you and thanking God and hoping they can have the sanity you have. I go home after, I go home, I want to say I go home after work. I don't go home after any work. When I go home at night, I have one girl in my house, three children, every day. Peace of mind. I eat what I want to eat. I'll sleep, I'll wake up. No drama. You know what it means when you are rotating how you will see your children. You see this one twice a year, see another one. You think it's life? Not life. And those people's lives got destroyed because they got, they got an agenda driven money. Are you together with me? If I have one billionaire, it's not going to destroy me. You know why? Because I'm, I'm going, the money will pass through the agenda that has filtered my heart. Are you together with me? I will channel, and that's the principle of tithing. Tithing is to remind you of the agenda. That's the principle of tithing. It should remind you of the agenda that, Ogao, whatever money you are getting, the plan is kingdom. That's why you take a tenth of it first. I've told you severally, don't tithe after you have spent all your money. It doesn't make any sense. You are just being religious. What it reminds you is that the most important thing I'm doing here is the kingdom. You get the point? See now, see, look, see. Practical example. You have them, even you, you are, you are an example. See now, see. Without the kingdom, if that somebody, if not that somebody took the agenda, well, where will I be without the kingdom? Where will I be? Started smoking my father's cigarette at what age? At primary one. My father, I can, I can tell you the evolution of my father's smoking. From Rotmas to, to Benson to Brown London to White London, all those stuff. Started smoking, started. I started buying cigarettes on credits in GS2 or GS3 on credits. With food money. You know when they give secondary schools to the food money. I'll smoke cigar in the evening. In the morning when I'm going to school, I'll pay for it. You know, when people are using their money to buy lollipop, lollipop, eh, <laughs> 
Baba Dudu, I'm already, I'm already buying cigar on credit. You know the kind of the kind of the kind of stories I had, the kind of jokes we joke as young children, of of one guy, one of our guys who went to to prostitute joint, and still went there and they beat him because two things he didn't have money to pay, and he still stole the prostitute's phone. <laughs> You see, say, how do you go, how do you, how do you go as scam prostitute? In their, in their lodge. He was there for days. He went as someone who has money. And he was there for days, having sex for days. He will have baths. He was living with them. He will have his baths. He will have this thing. He was just there on vacation. It's not for new. It's not for new. He now wanted to steal the phone and run away. They now caught him. They beat him. Those, those are the kind of stories that were around me. Now, without the gospel, do the mass. Do the mass. Those days, those were the earliest days of fraud. Those days, lorries will come to our house. Uh, is it UPS? What do they call them? With, huh? Is it FedEx? No. Uh, is, it, is it FedEx also UPS? This one is UPS. They'll bring clothes, bring everything. Would have shopped with, with stolen cards and all of that. That was what. That was where it started from. The Yahoo stuff started from there. Carry it and go and sell. Abakombe and Fitch, Kenneth Cole. Those are the things we used to buy then. Do the maths. By now, I would have. I might have been one of those people they caught recently at uh, the airport with cocaine. Because resources are agenda driven. So you are, you see, and you know, the, the, the most foolish of us is the one who is, you see, it's better to even know Satan has an agenda and you subscribe to it than being so naive you don't know there's an agenda over your life. Are we together now? It's Pastor here. Is Pastor here already? All right. Are we together, friends? So, he had an agenda. Immediately, the Bible began to talk about his agenda. Then he began to tell us about the 12 and then the other women. So, so an agenda-based life, are you together with me? What it does is that it begins to attract divine relationships. Somebody say divine relationships. Divine relationships, divine relationships are going to do you great good. You see, some, you see, can I can I preach to you now? Now, look, when you begin to step into the kingdom and live for the kingdom, some relationships will come in. One person has capacity to reduce to to restore for you ten years of your life. See, I'm telling you, one person, one person will just stroll in. I I have some relationships in my life that I'm wondering how. Do you know I have a man in this country that anytime I go and visit him, he comes, he has a biro and a paper. In his office, I, whenever I see him, he takes me to his boardroom. He's a big man. Take me to his boardroom. Whenever I start talking, he will carry biro and paper and then he will ask me for my dreams, what I want to achieve in life. And he will, he will, he will take notes. Am I, am I lying? He will take notes. 
he will take note. And after taking note, some of it by next week, he would have sent the funds to meet it. If I the ones I mistakenly mentioned, he would have sent the funds to meet it. Then we'll pick it up from there. That's his, that's his relationship with me. To just know what I want to do. So we meet like four times a year. And the plan is, what do you want to do? One day he told me, don't worry, I'm, I'm, organizing, I'm organizing my friends. We're like five. And the vision of that community, committee, the vision, we're, we're setting up a group, is to make sure that you have the resources to fulfill your destiny. He says, that you and somebody said, but that person is not really that important. It's you we are going to focus on. That's his rule. Now, is that how human beings behave? <laughs> there was a time the man wanted to play with me. He was making a joke. Ah, we got here the first time we got here. He was making a joke when we, it was just beer land here. He said, now, you should be used to preach faith, faith, faith. And so we're joking about it. Now your faith will now start working. He said, but I know the faith is working. Though. I'm not saying your faith. In fact, it's because of that faith, I'll give you one million now. So that you cannot just know that your faith is working. And that's why I give me one million. <laughs> it's not normal, right? It's kingdom. I said kingdom. I didn't say ministry. It's kingdom. There are two different things. For Jesus, it is preaching in every city. For you, it might not be preaching. It might be something else. But the kingdom has to be priority. The greatest deception that is at work in your life right now is that you have not made the kingdom of God first. You are deceived. Are you me, friends? You are deceived. The kingdom of God is first. The purposes of God... It's what? It's first. That's why you are here. First. You cannot be first. You cannot be first. Your you cannot be first. The kingdom has to be what? Has to be first. That is when you begin to find life for yourself. Let me just rush. So the twelve were with him. The twelve. Those will be specific life-changing relationships. They will step into your life, you know, and that's what's going to happen to you, for sure. Those guys will just step into your life and reduce your age. You just step into your life and everything changes. But guess what? That sponsorship has an agenda. It's not time that say, ah, testimony time. Oh, hey, see me. Oh. It's, not, it's not testimony. It's not about you. Your heavenly father is a businessman. It's not about you. It's not about, hey, ah, see me. Oh. Hey, God, don't butter my bread. Oh. I don't get money. Oh, God, you win. I don't God, you win. Oh, God, you, win. <laughs> you are still a child. When you are thinking about personal survival, you are still a child and you eventually destroy yourself. You are still a child. Are we together now? 
So we talk about the 12 and what? And certain women. Let me just give you the last line. Five minutes. Now what, what about the women? Tell me something about the women. Who wants to tell me something that is common about those women? Who wants to raise your hand? Tell me. Because I'll give you a gift. All right, see me. Hey, Ugbo gift. No. Oh, yeah. All right. You are brilliant. I'll give you something. Thank God I don't mention what I'll give you. Praise God. Who had? All of them had an experience with Jesus. Now, these people, when Jesus met them, listen to me. You listen to this one, you'll be happy for it. When Jesus met them, they were not necessarily in this place or in the space to be sponsors. Because your carnal head, when you are thinking of sponsors, you are thinking big men. Because, because you are a carnal person. Sponsors is not big men. You see, the ultimate sponsor is God. He's the one that will now determine who will represent it in the flesh. You don't use your eyes to look for men. That's why your uncle has been deceiving you, has has not helped you. And you're angry, but God is the one that did not make him help you. Because God knows that you have been looking at him. You have not been looking at God. So God will not allow him to help you. Because if he helps you, you are, you, are, you are missing the point. So, in fact, one of them, have, they, they, are, they know the amount of demons she has. They say it's seven demons that get carried. So they were not necessarily in the space to sponsor. But Jesus had labored on their lives. So it means that aside from giving yourself to the kingdom, one of the things you must consistently do is that you must work the work of the kingdom because you never know which one is coming back to you as sponsor. You don't know, don't despise anybody and don't despise any job. Whatever kingdom responsibility you are being given, you are better do it. If it's to wash toilets, wash it. Wash it. Because don't say you want to do, you want to be the one that will be meeting the great men of God. If God does not send anybody to you, the person will not see you. So, had. So the question is, your, your past life, what have you used it for? Your, your hard moment. It says they had been healed. So before now, what have you been doing? What has been your level of service before now? Are you with me? You get the point now. So give yourself only to service. Whatever service. Huh? Completely. Serve. Is it three people God has given you for now? You had better focus on them. And stop looking for a big man to snap picture with. You have to be busy doing the work. Because you don't need one million people to sponsor you. Listen, to be to fulfill your destiny in life, you might need only three, two, in fact, one major support. Praise God. 
Imagine if Max Zubaga was born again. And it was somebody who got him saved and discipled him. And now Max Zubaga. Imagine if you are Max Zubaga's spiritual father. <laughs> and you were a spiritual father before he became Max Zubaga. When you see your children studying hard, you ask them why. Why are you stressing? <laughs> what are you going to do in school? Go and play ball. Go and play. Go and play. <laughs> Go and play. Play. Use the sand. Play. Rub pour sand on your head. Play. <laughs> I read the story of the guy who painted their office. Who they asked him to paint to paint the office and have some shares in the business. And the guy decided and agreed then. And they just gave him is this 0. 0.00000 something. Rather than the guy is just going on vacation regularly, just traveling around the world. <laughs> service. You must have a heart of what? Of service. In the eyes of God, you are not a big boy until you are serving. God does not judge big boys by the shirts they wear and the shoulder pads on their shirts, on their agbada. When God sees a big boy, is what he wants to check is whose sleeves are rolled up, who is on the floor. Those are the big boys. He said the greatest is those who serve. If you want to be a big boy in heaven's perspective, you had better make sure that you are serving people. Carry a heart of service. You get the point now? All right, we'll see.